Hello, this is Rabbi Rob Doberson, and welcome to this edition of Wrestling and Dreaming. Midrash, the rabbinic tradition of interpreting stories from the Torah by using the text itself to open up questions, is really a creative enterprise. It's really an art form. And like any art form, different people can have different reactions to individual expressions of that art form. Some people like some midrashim better than other people. Some people find certain midrashim fascinating that other people just shrug their shoulders and say, not interested. Over the course of this podcast, there have been many occasions where I've shared with you favorite midrashim of mine, and I know very well that upon hearing them, some people will say, gee, that really is fascinating. And others will say, I'm glad he finds it fascinating, doesn't do much for me. That's that is perfectly understandable because, again, with any art form, different people will find different expressions of that form attractive, and there's no disputing tastes. So I want to share with you in this episode of the podcast a midrash that I love. And I just I find it to be fascinating, but I know the reason that I find it to be fascinating and so captivating is because it reflects something that is very important to me in my personal life and our family life. And I know this is something that every family shares, but I'm sure that some people consider it more of a, uh, of, of, are more fascinated by it than others, are more uh, excited about it than others. In my particular case, I find this aspect of family life to be just so charming and so wonderful and so expressive of the relationships that exist within our family. And it's in that spirit that I want to say that part of the reason I want to talk about this idea is because the day that I'm posting this on, on online, it happens to be my wife Ellen and my wedding anniversary. It makes me think, as you'll hear, about some of the aspects of all of our closest relationships. So having said that, here's the Midrash, the basis first. This week's Torah portion of Vayigash features Joseph revealing his identity to his brothers and then telling his brothers he wants them to come down and live with him in Goshen, in Egypt, and telling them to go to Canaan, to their father Jacob, and in, tell Jacob that he should come down and join them in Goshen and that everybody should live together close as a family. So the brothers go up to Jacob and they bring all kinds of things from Egypt uh, to, to impress Jacob. And they say to Jacob, Joseph is still alive. And the Torah says that Jacob doesn't immediately believe them. But then it says he hears them tell the story and he sees the wagons that Joseph had sent up. And he suddenly says, I believe it. I believe my son Joseph is alive. Let's go, and I want to see him before I die. This Midrash asks a question. What was it that convinced Jacob that Joseph was alive? And the Midrash looks carefully at the Torah and notes that the Torah speaks about the wagons, the agalot, that Joseph sent up to Jacob, presumably filled with food and other things, but that 
according to this midrash, was not enough to convince Joseph, Jacob, that Joseph was alive. Not anything the wagons contained. The midrash says it was the wagons themselves. Now, how did they arrive at this? Well, here's the story that they told. And yes, it's far-fetched, and it has part of it that's anachronistic. I know all of that, but it's a great story. According to the story, Jacob and Joseph studied Torah with each other when Joseph was living at home. The last section of Torah that they studied, before Jacob sent Joseph to check out what was going on with his brothers as they were shepherding a, a, a journey that ended up with Joseph in the pit and sold down to Egypt and the rest of the whole story, the last section that they studied was a section known as the Egla Arufa, the heifer whose neck was broken. And in order to understand this, you have to look at the story in the book of Deuteronomy. It has to do with a ritual that was performed. I don't want to go into the details here because it'll take us off the track, even though some people say the ritual itself has something to do with the, the connection in the Midrash. I don't even want to think about that right now. I just want to think about it on surface level, that that was the last section of Torah that they studied about the Egla Arufa. So the question is, what does this have to do with the story of Jacob and Joseph? Well, here's the answer. According to this Midrash, when jo Jacob saw the wagons, and the word for wagon in Hebrew is Agala, he saw it as a code word that Joseph sent to him that only he and Joseph would understand because only he and Joseph knew that, that the last section that they studied in the Torah was about the Egla, the heifer. And the word Egla, heifer, and the word Agala, wagon, come from the same root in Hebrew. They're very similar, just the vowels are different. They come from the root that means to roll. A heifer jumps around and a, and a wagon obviously rolls on its wheels. And when Jacob saw the Agala, he said, Joseph is sending me a message by referring to the last section of Torah we studied together, the section about the Egla, the words being so similar. And that's what convinced him to believe. Yes, it's a far-fetched story. It's contrived. It's kind of comes out of nowhere. But I love it. I love the idea that Joseph would send a coded message to Jacob. Why? Because one of the delights in a family are the fact that the different people, whether you're talking about spouses, partners, whether you're talking about parents and children, grandparents and grandchildren, siblings, whatever it is, people have these inside jokes with each other, these inside stories with each other, these stories that only they know about, that nobody else knows, such that if somebody says something and they tell a story that contains a word that makes you think about a particular story, you can look at the other person in your family involved in the story and you give a little bit of a wink or a smile and you realize that you've got the secret language with each other. I can think of many examples, none of which I'm going to share obviously because they're private stories, but where a name, or a place, or, or a word, just, just immediately resonates with a story, a personal story that takes place 
within your relationship, within your intimate relationship, parent-child, grandparent, grandchild, spouse, whatever. And it's a wonderful thing to have those kind of experiences together because they connect us to each other and they, they reflect the closeness we have. Now, Jacob and Joseph, we know from the beginning of the story, were very close, exceedingly close. In fact, the Midrash talks about Jacob seeing in Joseph a reflection of himself. So I love this idea that in addition to all the other things, they had little cues that they shared with each other, that they understood each other's thoughts, that they could send a message to each other using a pun in a way. It's just wonderful. I love that because it does make me think about these connections that I have within my own family that we all have within our family and among our closest friends. So Joseph is sending a message to Jacob saying, I'm here by using this word, agala, wagon, that is, uh, resonates with, Joseph, with Jacob from their Torah study together. But there's another piece to this. Joseph doesn't only say, I'm here, but he uses Torah as a reference point. Now, we may have our private stories from our families and our family relationship based on experiences we've had. But when it comes to our people as a whole, the language of Torah is that kind of private, and I don't mean that nobody else can be involved, but this kind of intimate language that we have as a people that binds us together, that can somehow be the, the words or the thoughts or the experiences that pull us together as a people. So Joseph wasn't only saying, I'm here. He was saying, I'm here and I'm using Torah as my way of telling you that I'm here. I love this story. I love it because it celebrates Joseph and Jacob's closeness with each other but it also celebrates Torah as the language which binds us together. Take some time. Think about those words, stories, places that connect you with those whom you love. And then also take a moment to think about Torah and how we, all of us as a people, are connected through this language of Torah. Until next time, thank you.